0: Thank mouth podcast, a podcast all about phrase etymology and why we say the things we say. I'm Milo. And I'm Dave. He's my dad.
1: And she is my daughter.
0: That's how that works. It is. Hey, Milo. <laughs> Hello.
1: Hi. This is a special episode today.
0: It's a special day. It
1: is a special day. I feel like
0: we're on Blue's Clues. A we special are. day. We
1: are looking at Blue's... No, that's copyright infringement. We don't want to get yeah, sued. No, that, no,
0: we can't handle another lawsuit no, right now. No, we can't.
1: We're, we're full up. Um, <laughs> I want to introduce... Um, a good friend of mine Who has agreed to be A guest on the podcast is today Is it Blue? It's not Blue <laughs> uh, For all those Blue's Clues fans It's not Steve It's not Blue uh-huh. I apologize for that
0: She's even cooler than that
1: She's way cooler than that Her name is Veronica um, Veronica is an anthropologist. She's an entrepreneur. She is a giver of TED Talks. She is a fellow YouTube aficionado to a level that is rarely seen oh. and matches or possibly even surpasses my own fandom. Is that
0: even possible?
1: Well, it is apparently because she uh, may not have the length of fandom, then that's just because I'm older. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. It's not but her fault. But there's the intensity there oh, that the intensity makes up for
1: it. I see. It is the, the light of a thousand suns. Um, <laughs> she is an author, and she is probably the most joyous person, the joy-filled person, honestly, that I've ever met in my life. It is a delight every time I speak with her. Um, she is a former student of... I met her through my wife Carol, French professor.
0: I didn't actually know that,
1: and she was one of Carol's students. <laughs> Amazing, um, thoroughly mediocre student, apparently. I asked Carol about <laughs> it. She said she was very no. That's none of that. That's not true. The rest of it's true. She was a good student. They really bonded and connected. Um, Veronica, welcome to the Watch Your Mouth podcast. Thanks
0: for being on. Thanks for that
2: awesome introduction. And like, this del- thanks. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm supposed to be talking about words, and I have none. That's okay.
1: That's okay. Um, straight from Berlin, correct?
2: Yeah,
0: our first international guest. We're yeah. so fancy. We are fancy.
2: Gosh. Going international.
1: So, Veronica, I understand uh, you have um, a phrase that you want to talk to us about today.
2: Yes, in my my nerdy nerdy love of old phrases, um, and as you know, Dave, my first book. Uh, had me spending a lot of time with people much older than myself and so I got into some very old-timey phrases and there's one in particular that tickles me pink uh and so shall I shall I is the what, time
1: uh, you know what before you do that could you mm-hmm. tell us a tiny little tell us a little bit about your book your first book that you worked yeah, on sure you did yeah. talking to older people
2: Sure. Uh, so the book is called Stories of Elders, What the Greatest Generation Knows About Technology That You Don't. So for those who are listening and don't know, uh, the greatest generation are people born before 1945. And it is a, a large chunk of time. People who were born, um, basically around or just before the Great War or the First War and then lived through the Great Depression. And then, of course, then they saw World War II. Um, and so, sitting and speaking with people who remember when the soldiers came home from World War One, and remember having to um, send off aluminum foil from gum wrappers uh, to the to help with the um, the supplies for World War Two, and remember saving you know everything. I mean, it, especially those of us who have grandparents who are from. Great Depression era. We know that culture of just saving and reusing and have seen that a lot. Um, and so getting to talk to people from that era was really, it, it was life changing. It was absolutely changing. And I was talking to them about the high tech revolution. So they grew up with a, a crank car and then now they have an iPhone. <laughs> um, and so yes, old timey phrases are just kind of part and parcel with that and really really delight me quite a bit
0: absolutely there's a there's a folksy joy to older older phrases there
2: I mean really like so my grandfather we have my grandfather's diaries um and one of the phrases that he says over and over is that they would sit on the porch together maybe drinking a beer and they would flap their gums oh yeah which means talking uh and and he just talked in colloquialisms. I never got to meet him. He passed away, um, over a decade before I was born, but it's fun to read his journals. And you can see those phrases trickling down, um, through the generations of my own family. And I don't know, it makes learning a new language hard, but it's also really fun.
1: Absolutely. We, uh, we've talked about, um, having Veronica back on to talk about some of her famous her, for her favorite German words that she's learning. So that's just kind of a teaser for when she's on again, hopefully later this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's an interesting yes. thing to be immersing in a new language and the culture at the same time, because a lot of people learn their second language in kind of a vacuum of a classroom. But when you're in yes. it, and then you're, you're kind of tangling with these idioms from day to day. That gets really complicated because it's like, oh, shoot, I don't, what. why are you talking about this random object all of a sudden, trying to reverse engineer that kind of thing seems really interesting.
2: Yeah, and lots of history here, obviously. Um, and I've only been here for three and a half months. So um, just scratching the surface. We'll definitely have to wait a few more months and I'll get you some some fun things. Okay. Excellent.
0: Yeah, we're excited for it.
1: It's interesting because as we even, you said earlier in uh, talking a minute ago, we are so surrounded by these different phrases and idioms Like even you said, it's where you're tickled pink, which is another idiom. Uh (laughs) You start to become aware of it. And of course, Milo and I start to become a little bit more hyper aware the (laughs) Bader-Meinhof, the illusion frequency where we're just so listening for that. But we use them all the time and they evolve over time, which I think is really kind of cool.
2: Yeah, they really do.
1: But so without further ado, let's get to your
0: the grand unveiling. Dun, dun, In dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So I think my
2: favorite colloquialism is, um, it makes your socks go up and down. Um, there's a couple of, uh, different versions that I have found. Um, so it makes my socks up and down It makes the socks go up and down. So there's, there's, Ways to phrase it and shape it depending on the situation, but generally socks are moving up and down one's legs. And, um, socks
0: of questionable it, ownership. Or the,
1: <laughs> uh, I like the socks that yes. go up and down, as if there's this universal socks. It makes somewhere.
2: the socks going up. Yes.
0: Socks, it's like you can read. Yeah. Them.
1: Like, isn't that a band Celest- celestial socks celestial i think it's a band <laughs>
2: yeah Sorry. if it's not whoever's listening needs to go for it <laughs> um but you could be very very proper with it it makes one's socks go up and down like very like queen of england <laughs> it makes it doth makes the socks go up and down <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good um like and yeah and so what it means is that um did your it's, it's exciting basically like something is typically a, a situation of excitement yeah. um or enthusiasm but so with that you can actually have the negative version of the phrase so it did not make my socks go up and down like how'd you like the movie well it didn't make my socks go up and down Ooh, that's a diss
1: <laughs> do you, veronica do you find your how when did you become aware of this phrase? Like, when did you like remember hearing it for the first time? Is it, or is it something you've kind of heard all your whole life?
2: No, it's not been my whole life. Actually, this, this is not a phrase that came from my family. I think it came around the, around a decade ago. So I was probably in my mid twenties. I don't remember where I first heard it, maybe reading a book, maybe watching a movie, something like that. Um, But it just is so visual. Like I know tickling being tickled pink certainly certainly is a visual or like rose-colored lenses. Like these are phrases that are certainly visual, but it's 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 cartoon-like. It reminds me of Bugs Bunny. Like I would imagine Bugs Bunny's fur on his legs, right? Like you can see the pink under him. Because you know how Looney Tunes works. Their fur is actually part of their clothing. It's not actually like Body parts. Uh, and I can just see it going like, woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> I like the it's noise. a very
0: evocative phrase, right? It
2: does bring that to mind.
1: It's you, dramatic. Do you use the phrase now yourself sometimes?
2: We, a wee bit. Okay. It, it depends on the situation, um, who I'm speaking with, and how I think if, if I'm rather wild, um, then I'm more likely to use it.
0: So tell us a little bit about where it comes from. I'm curious because I honestly can't. I don't know,
2: and sadly, I'm at a loss. So, um, <laughs> yeah,
0: that is in my like
2: research, that's
0: what it is. Yeah,
2: and this is one of those ones that is just really elusive. So I dug and I dug and I dug, and as an anthropologist, I'm actually quite adept at using the Google, and mm-hmm. <laughs> went looking and searching and. What I was able to come up with is um, probably a relationship to the transition away from garters. And so um, there was a period around the 1920s and earlier where men in particular would wear garters around um, like knee high socks, right? Um, so if you think about um, Spets McCormick in She Likes a Hot, like he wore. Like all these guys would show off their socks. They wore silk stockings. Elastic wasn't invented yet. And so one had garters that held up their socks um, that they would cinch around the calves. And then of course, women had garters that would cinch above the knee typically. Um, And so I'm guessing that um, there was a relationship with the fact that without your garters uh, adhered correctly, um, there would be some slippage. And so perhaps that combined with imagery of excitement of jumping up and down, like maybe if you're jumping up and down, they would be falling. But I couldn't really find almost anything uh, as far as the history goes. So maybe around the 1920s is when it emerged. But again, that is like gleaned off of a couple people talking in a forum about the history
0: (laughs) that's it (laughs) making some deductions out of the puzzle pieces around
2: yes yeah i so it turns out of course like me being who i am that my one of my favorite phrases and colloquialisms is also the most elusive
1: (laughs) that's fair get you on a little bit of a hunt there which again you're used to doing trying to figure it out yes
2: But in doing so, I learned a lot about socks in general.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because um, as we have been doing the research, sometimes you'll hit a phrase. In fact, I'm going to be recording an episode later today. And I'm like, we know where this came from. Mm -hmm. There's really not much to it. We know what it means. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you start getting curious and you're like, oh, my gosh, there's a whole other thing here that's way more interesting than I thought it would be. So you kind of go down that bunny trail um, as to there's a lot there. So I'm, I'm curious to see what yeah.
2: you found. Yeah. Well, um, interestingly enough, socks are one of uh, the ol- oldest documented garments that we know of. Um, we are able to document socks, stockings of some kind all the way back to the Stone Ages around um, 5000 BC. And that's because of archaeological paintings and caves. Oh, really? And I'm guessing, so it looks like they were like skins or pelts. There's assuming that they were like skins or pelts tied around the ankle. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that they're they they they're distinguished from shoes because that sounds like shoes.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and so I'm guessing there's a distinction because maybe there was then an additional footwear that went over them. Maybe even like the typical German wearing socks in sandals uh-huh. I don't, you know, or like just, you know, Some dads. I'm not going to say you, David, but some dads. (laughs) And lesbians. And lesbians. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And (laughs) lesbians. Yep. Yeah. Um, And so that's like, that's what we know about as far as the origins of stockings that they go back quite a significant period of time. And I'm guessing because they protect from both cold and chafing. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I had no idea. I was afraid for a second there that maybe the first socks were made of stone and I'm <laughs> glad that we've progressed since then because stone socks would be um, uncomfortable
0: from on the sock shoe continuum though i think that would probably be pretty thoroughly in the shoe category yeah you're i think when right. it's when it's like, made of a solid movable substance that can't be sock anymore
1: i didn't know there was a sock shoe continuum though there is this now
0: is- <laughs> I mean, when, when veronica said the thing about like you know distinctions of shoes and socks i'm like i guess that's yeah there's not like a necessarily clear-cut line of that so I think there probably is Yeah.
2: That. yes there's a whole evolution to this um, but certainly like stone shoes reminds me of gangsters sending people to yeah. the deep you know so uh, you hit on something there already inside <laughs> of the yeah. I don't know if to you top, know our it. ancestors were killing each other in the same way perhaps yeah. though
0: <laughs>
1: yeah can you give us a good gangster uh, impression or, or either great. one any of us can you do a good gangster?
2: Well, Milo, how about you go and then I'll go and we'll see. Oh, I don't
0: <laughs> yeah. we'll,
2: my- we'll I don't see. Know. Why don't you do your oppression
0: and we'll see how it goes, okay? Oh. Ah. <laughs> Nicely done, Vinny. You, did little j-
1: j- there, you know, like, hey, you know, you use guys, you know, that that's that's it. that's what I got.
2: Yeah, why don't you go over to the store and you give me some pastrami <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. <laughs> your next thing you're going to do. Your next book is Veronica's Impressions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is, wait, that's a book? <laughs> audiobook only. Do impressions in a book.
2: Audiobook.
1: It's going to be audiobook. an audiobook. There you Duh. Go. Thank you for Perfect. bailing me out, Veronica.
2: You mean? got it. Yes. Our friendship <laughs> runs deep. Um, and so the next the next real like shift or appearance on the continuum of socks uh, comes in around the 8th century B.C., And that's where we get a poem by the Greek poet Hesiod. And so um, this poem is called Works and Days. And um, he mentions, um, I think this is pronounced correctly, but I actually couldn't find a proper pronunciation of this word, Um, piloi, so it's P-I-L-O-I. And it's a type of sock made from matted animal hair worn. Guess where?
1: Where?
0: under sandals <laughs> hey.
1: for the win oh uh, the
0: germans dads and lesbians rejoice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> As yes they should
2: <laughs> yes um and so then they start to evolve like so that's where we start to get uh, more documentation more rapidly along the continuum uh and so that was in greece In Rome, we get a lot of information. So um, around 2nd century AD, um, they started transitioning from leather or woven fabric into pieces of fabric being sewn together. So it's like making them more fitted and shapely. They're called udones, I think. Again, working on my pronunciation here, but I, I do know romantic languages tend to use all the letters in the phrasing except for French. Yes. (laughs)
0: A little less phonetic. More
2: guessing. Yeah. Yes. Um, And so then continuing on, actually, um, with the Roman era, um, the first woolen socks were uh, dated around the second century AD still, um, but they were dated to Vindolandia and Northumbria in the english british region um
0: was the place in frozen but
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's castles there yeah
0: it's, it's for probably sure. the same thing but
2: actually like to that so this is a perfect segue actually Myla, because so they were, they used wool socks because it was so much colder as uh-huh. as the climate goes up there um up there in the northern regions of the world. Uh, and there's a Roman tablet that they found, that they found, so archaeologists discovered, that actually says, send more socks. Oh, Aww. that's amazing. <laughs> because they were protecting from frostbite. Yeah. Uh, so if you ever, I, I just, I encourage anyone listening to, to write send more socks when you are writing to family in need of a care package or really... Anything, um, fellow lesbians. Again, like just you know, send send more socks, especially stripey ones, right?
0: Yeah, no, so you got them. socks, of course.
2: Birks, yeah. get them with yeah. the Birks.
0: Yeah.
2: So then we transition to ancient Egypt, um, and so uh, around the same period and earlier. So we're coming into um, AD common time now um common era uh and in egypt they were um split toed so um Ooh. this this probably will bring up images for uh people who are thinking of modern socks of um in japan how we would do the split toe for the yeah. sandals again socks and sandals
0: it's a thing. It's historically <laughs> important That's-
2: um and they were so revered in egypt that um king tut was buried with myriad oh. socks
0: really Wow. yeah
1: do you guys i'm gonna this is an important point i need to make sorry to interrupt okay. veronica but it must be covered do you like the socks between the toes or like even with flip-flops which are you know are they a shoe what are they are they a sandal? i don't know um but do you like the sensation uh, would you wear socks that I, separated the toes? i personally
0: do not like things between my toes all right that's just my preference veronica
2: yeah um I've heard that they're delightful for anti-chafing, but I don't. I don't tend to have toe chafe in my shoes, um, so I think for me they separate my toes like so much uh-huh. that it's like there's just stuff. Like you're talking about, like there's stuff there. Why is there stuff there?
0: Yes. Uh, toe-
2: Although you know, could toe socks help reduce toe jam?
0: I. I don't know. No, but then you're getting more lint in between, too. So it might actually make it worse. It could.
1: Mm. But um, Mm. I'm I'm curious that your toes are talking to each other, Veronica, um, and saying, hey, why is this thing
0: here? My piggies
2: are oinking, perhaps? I don't know. (laughs) To do another phrase, piggy, piggies oinking, yes. dogs talking, dogs barking, calves <laughs> we're are moving.
0: more into Blue's Clues now because we're on.
2: Now we're, yeah, we're back there again. Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> and everything, all roads lead back to Blue's Clues. It I think does. that's what we're starting to, uh, the conclusion that this is what we're The lesson out. of the
0: day is about circles,
2: so yes.
1: Yes,
0: for sure.
2: Yeah, but apparently so.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Blue's, Steve, you'll get them someday. Yeah. You'll get them on the show. Uh, oh, where this is like the sending it out to the universe, make yeah. it happen. This
0: is the secret. We're manifesting.
1: It's all been building towards Steve and Blues Clues. It's, oh, we do
0: reference Blues Clues like every five episodes do for we? some reason. Do you really? Well, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> the episodes
2: I listened to, you hadn't, um, and now I... I'm disappointed. I apparently have to do more homework. Well,
1: you have to keep keep listening. They're there apparently. <laughs>
2: So if we could walk forward on the continuum of stockings again
0: yes
2: so we're getting into the year 1000 and um, knit woven socks have become a status symbol for nobility for much of Europe um, but they were much longer uh, apparently they were just more like leggings so if you think about the guards at the Vatican right like they still wear this type of stockings they're very very high um, and so they they were such a part of nobility, actually, that there were stock- stocking police. What? In fact, it became so, it became such a thing, especially in Britain, that um, the city of London, speeding way far ahead in 1566, mm. um, they started using uh, stocking police because um, they wanted to make sure people weren't wearing the wrong type of socks.
0: What would the wrong type of socks be?
2: Um, Good question. I don't, I really don't have an answer. So I know that like just in about the century before then, that's when like colorful silk was really becoming quite prominent.
0: Um,
2: And and to the point of embroidering as well around the ankle, Um, which by the way, so if you ever look up like fancy old timey socks or you happen to be at a museum and you see fancy old timey socks and you see embroidery around the ankle, that's called clocking.
0: Oh, oh, sure.
1: Okay. <laughs> maybe. So
2: there you are.
1: Maybe the sock police were worried about length and making sure they were high enough
0: or something. Maybe.
1: Maybe scandalous to show it's, too much it's skin. The first I've heard
0: of a literal fashion police, though. I <laughs> Literally love a fashion police?
1: That is fantastic.
0: <laughs> yes. Right.
2: Um, and so, right around that same era, it's like late 1500s, is when the first knitting machine. Was invented, um, and so that's uh, that's when stockings became more and more prevalent for the laymen. Um, but the king and queen still wanted their socks made of um, of handwoven wool or silk because the knitting machine made them coarser. Mm. Um, and definitely by then, we've seen the garter come on the scene. The garter was really made its advent for holding the socks up um around the 12th century so definitely maybe maybe the phrase that makes your socks go up and down is that old wow. could be we we could just we could just say
1: we're gonna say that we are we are saying that establishing that here on the watch your mouth podcast today
2: um so to get us to present day so just to check on like in 1899 so just a little over a century ago um in england socks a pair of socks were 15 dollars in today's money which is a lot for a pair of socks obviously today you can get probably a 30 pack for 15 (laughs) dollars And what really changed the sock industry was the invention of nylon. So we got the elasticity, right? Um, and then, of course, the manufacturing has also significantly improved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so December 4th is National Sock Day.
0: That's Sure. <laughs> it's very was important. the 5th? Just kidding. I had no idea. <laughs> Sorry.
1: So, we're celebrating it. We have a big sock party. Sock hop. Uh-huh. Uh, now we're gonna have to move the date.
2: <laughs> yes, but have a sock hop, and I wanna, I wanna come. You, Can well, I you, come? Yeah. I get an invitation?
1: Definitely so invited. That's our good time. Yeah,
2: for sure. <laughs> um, and so, the um, mending of socks is called darning, which. people tend to know that's a word that is still pretty well used. Um, Darning eggs are like, yeah, like a shapely egg. I've seen mushrooms as well that you put in to to help shape out the toe or the heel Mm -hmm. so that it's easier to darn or sew. And the heel is the last part of the sock that is typically um, sewn.
0: When I worked at Joanne, that was, I, I worked at a craft store for six years and mm-hmm. that was like the main thing that people would be like, what the heck is that? A darning egg.
2: Yeah. It, like lost art form. Weird. Mending one's own clothing is, is a lot of start form really. Also, awesome. it will save you lots of money.
0: And the environment.
2: And the environment, <laughs> y'all.
1: That's a big thing right now is, uh, clo- and I'm sure, I know you both know this is that, I was actually talking to one of my uh, customers the other day. She's very green, and she's like, we're talking about one of the big problems right now is clothing in landfills. Yep. People want oh new God. stuff, they so just get rid of it yeah. and throw away. Yep. Put it in a thrift store, yo. Go buy from the thrift store. Right.
2: And plus a lot of it, if it's made out of nylon or any like yeah. these. Soluble, yeah. Right. They're, they're not going to go away anytime soon. So you don't see it anymore. Sure. But it is still here and probably could only use a wash and be worn again, even from the landfill.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So we're going to start a new business of landfill clothing. <laughs> um, we'll there over. you go. Telling.
2: Yes. <laughs> Delightfully smelly
1: that's our tagline
2: yeah and um you know we taught we we had the um big cultural scandal a couple years ago when when the factory collapsed in bangladesh and so again if we're reusing clothing we're not funding sweatshops as much and so just another reason to learn to mend your clothes go to a good tailor and it'll fit right too
0: yeah. And basic tailoring is not that hard to learn either. So I always recommend people learn how to sew no matter their gender because people get tied up in that, but like everybody can learn to sew and it's just a great skill to have in a lot of different ways.
2: Hmm. Yep. Definitely. Time. Definitely. And a sewing machine, you can get sewing machines secondhand and then that opens even more possibilities for okay. tailoring your own clothes. Just yeah!
1: Crazy. Yay! So that was a short little uh, break for the environment. <laughs> we uh, we approve.
2: I have two more super tiny short uh, sock facts. Yay! Okay, yeah. um, so uh, in 2011, the Datang District of Zhuhi in the Zhejiang Province of China. I'm totally. I need to brush up on my Chinese pronunciation. Um, was now known as Sock City because it produces 8 billion pairs of socks each year. Wow. Which is the world's, the th- a third of the world's annual total of socks.
0: Wow. Wow. War- which is wow. a lot. Amazing. Yes, that's a lot of socks.
1: Okay. Wow. Yeah. From? I'm from Sock City. I'm
0: from Sockland. Yeah. They have so many
2: sock hops.
1: Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great fact what else you got other ones for us
2: well the one that i know you've been waiting for because this is the most pertinent to everyone listening the average person loses 1264 socks over his or her lifetime
1: wow really
2: that's a lot of including socks. in the dryer and where
1: mm-hmm. do they go that's the question nobody knows they go through the wardrobe yeah and they're in sock yeah. we've just we've just determined that as well
0: yeah
2: monsters inc
0: yeah oh or that
1: <laughs> they, they get to do de- they get to decide. The good socks go one place, the bad socks go another place. Are you
0: creating a sock religion now? Is that what's
1: <laughs> A sock religion.
0: It wouldn't uh, be the first times that you've done
1: that. Well <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna keep going until I get it right.
2: <laughs> I'm like having uh flashbacks of watching Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Um but that that was the religion of um what the handkerchief or the uh-huh. sneeze or something? Very good <laughs> the great nose in the sky.
1: 42 of course uh anyway yes
2: yes that's that's way more
1: than i would have thought
0: yeah
2: socks are fascinating
1: they are more than it
2: kind of makes my socks go up and down hey Hey, that's called
1: that's a callback um (laughs) bringing all the way back to the circle again i have a couple questions another because this is what i do um are you sock people the two of you milo veronica are you going to wear socks more frequently than not wear socks do you take your socks off the first chance you get, or do you keep them on the majority of the time?
0: It depends on the
2: season for me. Okay, but I um, I lucked into living in an apartment with heated floors, Ooh, and nice. so I do take off my socks I when I am oh, home. You're
1: so bougie. <laughs> you're so bougie, my gosh, that's fantastic! Heated floors, what the hell? Um, so, Milo, are you a sock yeah. person?
0: no not really um i need to be better about it because i have poor circulation so my Mm -hmm. feet are always cold and i'm like oh yeah socks are a thing that could help (laughs) but
2: my feet are always cold too yeah wool socks are everything because you can wear them several times in a row and they don't start to smell they keep your feet really warm even when they get wet
1: i uh i I have a big sock person actually i'm i I wear socks all the he's time. He's actually just
0: made of socks. It's his big secret. I'm surprised I he's am. wearing Oh, if you unzip him, do the sock socks fall out? Yeah, he's a like a trench like, coat just full of socks.
1: I'm a big sock puppet is what I am. Um, <laughs> but I always have socks on, almost always, except, you know, not in the shower, not when I sleep, but otherwise, like mm. right now, I'm wearing socks. Are your feet never No needs? shoes. I have never needs. <laughs> They're very shy. Um, are you, socks. Are you wearing socks right now? Nope. I am. I'm just telling <laughs> you.
0: And it is May. So I don't it's care. not that cold.
1: Always wear socks. Second question. Do you have a favorite pair of sock or a type of sock you really like or a brand or a style or a design?
0: I do want to say that the fashion now is like mesh socks. Mesh socks are a big thing. And I literally don't understand the point. Like Would I'm just given did- a pair for my birthday and I'm like literally just like this is this is nothing. <laughs> Oh, wouldn't that be chafy? Like, would it? It's very uncomfortable because it's not stretchy either. It's just like, ugh. Yeah, scrubby material. I don't know. It's a very strange thing. So those are not my favorite pair of socks. Okay. It's bringing
2: to (laughs) mind like fishnet stockings where your toes inevitably poke through.
0: Yes, I mean those are those are at least cute because they're like fashion, but yeah. yeah. But favorite pair of socks. Yeah. Uh, I have a pair of knee high ones with little foxes on them that are quite cute. You do, you do. Oh, I love that. I believe they were <laughs> from your wife. Probably.
2: Aw. Good taste, Carol. She,
0: she does, um, she does get the best gift giver in the world. She's very good.
2: Yeah. Aw. My favorite pair of socks, I actually have like two. No, I guess I have one, but they're the same. So there's the same brand, same pair that came in the same pack. Wool socks. But I think there's a blue pair and there's like a kind of like rose tone color, actually very similar to my book. Um, and I think like the rose tone one's better, but they just fit like so snugly. They, they cup the heel in the right way. <laughs> fit
0: like a glove, except not like a glove. They fit very nicely.
2: <laughs> and I feel very like snug and cozy whenever I put them on.
0: Lovely. I have a mm. pair of socks
1: that I wear. I, I, re- I think of them as my lucky socks. I don't know why. Yeah. I know it's really dumb, but they've got a little design on them. And I feel like when I get hired for my my job, I was wearing those socks to my interview. So now in my Aww. head,
0: I my Aww. lucky
1: socks. And I know that's <laughs> weird, but. That's you
2: know. okay. No, for sure.
1: Um, I will. I wanted to also put one thing out there is this socks are the most requested item uh, generally by the homeless. Yes. So if you're someone who gives mm. to the homeless, and you should be, yep. um, socks are something they frequently don't have or need.
0: Yep. Or they and yeah. need unhoused them. charity, unhoused people charity, uh, often, like people don't think to give socks. Mm-hmm. Not, because it seems Yeah. Like, most of us are just kind of blind to it because it just seems like a basic thing. But yeah. it can yeah. really, really make a difference in an unhoused person's life to have comfortable socks.
2: I mean, they talk about, you know, in Vietnam, how critical keeping your socks driver and having socks in general so you don't get swamp foot. I mean, that was such a big problem. Chafing hikers as well, having socks that fit properly in your shoes that fit properly because if you get foot sores,
0: yeah,
2: it it kills everything. You can't get anywhere. You can't hardly function. So yeah. If, yeah.
1: You, if your feet hurt or they're uncomfortable, you're going to have a bad day.
2: Yep. For sure. Now, I, yeah.
1: have one last, I have one last question. You guys might have more. But my last question is, and I want you to think a little bit, what would be the worst material you could make a sock out of? Like, I feel what's
0: like a, mesh is up there. What's a <laughs> terrible,
1: terrible thing you could use? What's the worst, top 10 worst things you could make socks out of? Poison ivy? Great
0: answer.
2: Yeah, that's a good answer. My brain my brain went to bubble wrap, but then I was like, no, that actually would be really fun. <laughs>
0: I do like that actually that's
1: fantastic i like that uh, cake cake is
0: glass i was gonna
1: say um, my answer is despair
0: uh-huh. you should
1: never make a sock out of despair that a be...
2: pair of despair
1: yeah that's right um or lava these are things yeah. you should not make socks out of
2: mm-hmm. those are my
1: answers do you have any answers veronica besides because bubble wrap actually is a good answer for
2: <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> um maybe asphalt
0: yeah <laughs> It's not great. So stone shoes again.
1: Yeah, again, we're again we're back. And I'm thinking like of
2: like when it's warm and like the tar and then the grinding because there's still stones in
0: it.
1: Yeah, that would be uncomfortable. That would be unpleasant. I'm it, ma-
0: yeah. Imagine wearing latex socks. No. Like latex gloves, but it's a sock. No, I don't want that. No.
2: I am sure that exists it has- and is a fetish. Uh, exactly. It must. <laughs> that's
0: where my brain is going to.
1: Bring your brain back from that place. Uh, that's not a place anyone's brain should go
0: latex socks i'm doing some googling later
2: (laughs) i'm sure there's a million different colors
1: something you don't need to know um but you know what i'm glad we know i'm glad we know about the history of socks
0: we do and we have veronica to thank for that so thank you very very much for coming on and teaching us a little bit do you want to mention the name of your book again for folks and yes
2: Yes. Um, so my, the book that is already published is called Stories of Elders. And I'm writing a, another book that is again, a anthropological study of a paradigm shift. So the first book was the paradigm shift of the high tech revolution. The current one is the paradigm shift of a global pandemic. Um, And so I'm still interviewing people around the world. David, it was one of those interviewees. So come on over to listen, as was his fabulous wife and my former professor, Carol. Mm -hmm. Um, So come on over to storiesofcovid.co if you want to give an interview or if you want to hear their amazing interviews.
0: Delightful. We'll put links to that in the show description, too, so y'all can follow on down there and check out Veronica's delightful work.
2: Yeah,
1: Thank TED you. Talks, books, podcasts. I mean, she is, you've done so much. She, she was Holistic a lady. She was the photographer at my wedding. Yeah, that's where we wedding. met.
2: That's, that's how, we, yeah, that's how we all met.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, amazing. And <laughs> actually, funny the funniest memory I have of that is you, very funny, you were teaching me how to properly put stockings on without ripping them Holy at that crap. wedding, which totally ties together. What the? What? F- wow. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, you've just—it's all woven together here, like a well. uh
0: huh, perfect.
1: It cups the heel nicely. It
0: cups this the episode, heel. Cups the yes. heel yes. of your soul. Yep.
2: In yeah, soul. it's <laughs> darn good.
1: <That's laughs> darn good. Oh boy.
2: Uh,
1: okay.
0: Well, that was excellent. Uh,
1: before, oh boy. Before we lose any other listeners to our punning, um we probably should wrap up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Look at the clocking on that.
1: <laughs> oh wow, wow.
2: <laughs> okay time oh. to go <laughs> right. thank, thank you so you much for having me on um and we'll yeah
0: you on again for uh some german phrases
2: interesting german, german words and phrases
1: can you give us a hint can you give us a little oh yeah just teether, sneak preview like give us sure. two of your favorite german words right now
2: okay so uh my one of my favorite German words is the Stabmixer. And so like stab. Yep. Um, and a Stabmixer is a immersion blender.
0: Oh, that makes sense. I was going to say. It I makes sense. German
2: makes a lot of sense. A lot of German words make sense. Um, and then my, my, one of my other favorite words was one of my earliest words learned because we didn't have one. So we had to go find it and buy it is a Hot rackne. And a Hot is a hair dryer. So hot is hair, mm-hmm. um, and Flakna I don't know. I guess is to dry, but it sounds like it's a heart rocker.
0: Yeah, it's, so. it's a German <laughs> word for sure.
2: Yes. So I have, favorite,
1: I have a favorite German word. You do. I do. Krankenwagen. <laughs> Krankenwagen, take me to the Krankenhaus. <laughs> it's an ambulance in the hospital. For those of you who don't, Mach schnell, again, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm so sorry, uh, to Arnold.
0: We have lost all our German
1: listeners again. All right.
2: Well, I, I believe Arnold wasn't German. I think he's Austrian.
1: He's Austrian. Oh, I didn't know
2: that. Yes,
1: yeah, he's Austrian, and it's not a tumor.
2: But we have we have our um, Baywatch uh, star is German.
1: Oh yeah, Mr. Hasselhoff.
2: Mm-hmm. David Hasselhoff. They love
1: them some Hasselhoff. Big
2: here. Yes, I've already seen a cardboard cutout in a window of him.
1: No way. <laughs> yeah. You saw a cardboard cutout off the Hoff?
0: Uh huh. That's a good Amazing. thing to have. Yeah, you had nothing to say.
1: How do you know I don't?
0: Because it hasn't shown up in my house. No, One of literally. my dad's favorite pranks is to put cardboard cutouts in people's houses. No, you have done true. this multiple no, times. It's never
2: done. Never happened. Yeah, you no. need to make friends with somebody who works at a movie theater because they will hook you up.
0: Yes. I actually know a person. I'm going to get you guys connected. Excellent. I love it. Sounds good. <laughs> well, thanks again. We, we got sidetracked there, but yeah, uh, many, happens. many thanks to Veronica. Definitely check out her stuff, everybody. Um, yeah. And we look forward to having you on again. Thanks so much. I loved it.
2: Thank you. You're <laughs> one of my
1: favorite people. I think you're awesome.
0: <laughs> Thank
1: and you. You're awesome. You're incredible. I
0: think you're awesome.
1: Well, that was fun.
0: That was an absolute delight, as Veronica always is. She really I'm going to say always. That was the second time I met her. But she was a delight two times in a row. And that's a good she track record. Two for two. you. Yeah, that's um, great.
1: I've had many more uh, interactions with Veronica. And yeah, I am a big fan. It's, the front end stuff that I said a lot of times people say, just really nice stuff because you're supposed to do that.
0: Uh-huh. But
1: she she's just awesome. She's a very cool person. Yeah. She's a lot of fun.
0: She lights up her room, she <laughs> digital or otherwise. She
1: really does. Yeah. Um, and it's... I, I appreciate she has a, a friendship with this this old white fat guy. Um, <laughs> and I don't know I don't know why, but she's she's very cool. she's yeah, very fun.
0: She's very cool. and so are all of you for listening. Hey,
1: there's the segue we're looking for.
0: <laughs> um, if you enjoyed this or any of our other episodes, please leave us a review on your Podcatcher of choice or on the Facebook group, which you can also join to get updates and pictures and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can. Send us an email at WatchYourMouthPod at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions. Yes. And thank you to Tony Gebhardt for our theme song, yet another awesome person that we are grateful to have in our lives.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well.
0: We will see you in two weeks, that Tuesday. But in the meantime, I'm Milo. And I'm Dave. Stay curious. Carry a hatchet.